Welcome to the AP Bio Podcast. We're here to help you think more, stress less, and understand the living world around you. So sit back and enjoy. Today's topic, evolution. Before we started this topic, I asked my students a few questions just to see what the background knowledge was. First question, what is evolution? When I think of evolution, I think of how different things have changed over time, or living beings. First thing I think of when I think of evolution is Pokemon. I don't know about Pokemon, but I do know that evolution does indeed mean change over time. What about survival of the fittest? What exactly does that mean? Um, like Darwin, like Darwin's theory like of the fittest survive and the weak die. Survival of the fittest would be... Uh, people or organisms that are best adapted to their environment that survive and then the organisms that aren't so well adapted they die off. Survival of the fittest is where the animals that are best suited to live in the environment they live in survive and the ones that aren't suited die. Can you see one thing that's missing from these definitions of survival of the fittest? You see Fit doesn't always mean just surviving, but rather surviving and reproducing. Because it doesn't matter how big or strong you are. What matters is whether or not you have offspring and pass on the genes that allow you to be big and strong. The phenotype alone is not enough. you got to reproduce in order to be fit. So natural selection is a mechanism of evolution, whereby differential reproductive success leads to some genetic characteristics being selected for and some selected against. Therefore, not everybody survives and reproduces at the same rate. Over time, this can lead to changes in populations. There are five causes of microevolution, or changes within a species. Number one is genetic drift. This is a term that we use to describe random chance events that can change the gene pool of a small population. Remember, the smaller the population, the bigger effect that random events might have on that particular gene pool. One example of genetic drift would be a bottleneck effect. That would be some kind of a disaster that kills victims rather unselectively. Therefore, the survivors may not represent the genetic makeup of the original population. Perhaps some disaster like a volcano uh, erupting and lava flow wiping out a, a disproportionate number of a particular genotype, not because they were well-suited for the environment or ill-suited for the environment, but just because of random chance. Another example of a random chance event would be a founder effect. What if only one or just a few individuals colonize an island or a lake or something like that, and those few individuals happen to not have a representative genotypic frequency of alleles? That could actually cause that particular population to become a little different than the original population because they started off with a different gene pool. A second cause of microevolution would be gene flow. That's basically a migration of individuals or their gametes um, between populations. <clears throat> this basically reduces any differences between those populations and can affect the overall genotypic frequencies. A third cause of microevolution would be mutations. 
Now, of course, mutations alone, without nat natural selection acting upon those mutations, may not have as much of an effect. So natural selection in conjunction with mutations can have a big difference on the population. The mutation alone may or may not. A fourth reason would be non-random mating. Now, if mating was random, then the genes would get mixed up on a regular basis. However, that's not how it always happens. Organisms tend to mate with close neighbors. Um, they also tend to mate assortively in that they select partners that are like themselves. Or perhaps there's sexual selection whereby um, somebody chooses a mate for certain characteristics that may or may not have any adaptive advantage. They might just be random things that they like, maybe colorful feathers or things like that. A fifth thing that would cause microevolution would be, of course, natural selection. This is differential success in reproduction because a particular genotype gives a phenotype that has some particular adaptive advantage. Now we talk a lot about species and there's a number of different definitions of exactly what a species is. But the biological species concept defines a species as a population whose members have the potential to interbreed with one another in nature to produce viable fertile offspring. Therefore, there are a number of things that could actually impede the successful reproduction between different species. It would, these different barriers would actually cause speciation to occur. It would isolate different populations such that, given enough time, they would actually um, become different species because they would not exchange genetic material. There are a couple different kinds of barriers that would prevent animals from successfully reproducing. The first kind of barrier is a prezygotic barrier. This is one that happens before the zygote even gets formed. Some examples of this would be things like habitat isolation, where two species live in completely different habitats. If you don't run into each other, it's kind of hard to have offspring. Also, there are, there's behavioral isolation, where perhaps certain behaviors or mating rituals would uh, separate animals out that could conceivably mate, but don't because uh, they don't like each other's uh, special dances or some other behavior that would uh, lead someone to select the mate. Also, there's temporal isolation, where animals actually have different times of the year where they breed. Also, there's mechanical isolation. That basically means that, well the parts just don't fit. There's also gametic isolation. Sometimes a sperm may not be able to fertilize an egg even though the species are closer related. Even if animals can and do mate, they also have to have viable fertile offspring as well in order to be considered the same species. So some barriers are post-zygotic barriers. Even if the zygote is formed, there are some reasons why we might consider two animals different species they may have reduced hybrid viability. Perhaps there's a miscarriage or the embryo doesn't develop all the way. They could also have reduced hybrid fertility. This is when two species mate, they have offspring um, that are vigorous and um, healthy, but the offspring actually can't produce viable offspring themselves. Classic example of this would be a donkey and a horse having mules as an offspring. The mule cannot have offspring because it is actually infertile. Um, and 
in addition to all that stuff, sometimes there's just hybrid breakdown, meaning that in some cases when species cross-mate, uh, the first generations are viable and fertile, but subsequent generations tend to um, break down and be feeble and sterile. So as you're studying these chapters, remember, semantics are very important. Sometimes you think you understand something, but when you explain it out loud, turns out the words aren't quite right and they don't convey the exact meaning. Be very precise in your word choice.